Well, greetings, nerds! I am Jay, your host, and with me, my stalwart companion, Chris. You have been recruited by the Star League to defend the frontier against Zur and the Kodan Armada. But first, you are just in time for the Just Us Nerds podcast. In a world where two nerds come together to talk about all things nerdy, Just Us Nerds podcast was born. We talk about comics, movies, and all things in between. Get ready to have your mind blown by the most amazing podcast ever recorded anywhere ever. The Just Us Nerds Podcast. Aw oh, yeah. All right, so I'm not going to waste any time because no, we got yeah. a bunch of stuff to talk about. I'm uh, really excited for this show. Uh, we've got so much to talk about, so much great stuff. Uh, so here we are. We're a week after Megacon 2016. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to just start the show off by talking about that. I had a great time, Chris. Uh, every year, this is what I plan my year around. Absolutely wonderful. I had so much fun. As my brother Lando calls it, it is Nerd Christmas. Yeah, it, it it's Nerd Christmas, Halloween, New Year's, all of the parties wrapped up into one for me. So if you are not in the Central Florida area, um, maybe we could do an explanation about what Megacon is. As you guys know, uh, this is the biggest comic book convention in uh, the Orlando area. So they sold out the Orange County Convention Center, which I think on one day held fifteen to 20,000 people. And, and it's just a, a time for... Uh, people that love science fiction and, and comic books to, to gather together and meet celebrities. And we, we have a great story that yeah. you're going to share with us later about a celebrity encounter that you had. Um, artists are there. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a, a lot of just merchandise and things. A bunch you might... of vendors. Um, a lot of Q&As, which is awesome. A lot of artists, uh, like, like you said, um, like actual famous comic book artists and and writers will actually sit down and and you know take questions from people and and try to answer to the best of their ability and very personable people like ed mcginnis yeah ed mcginnis wasn't there and i was very happy he wasn't there. <laughs> you're ed, still on notice ed mcginnis Ed, i have nothing against you i've never met you but chris apparently still is holding a grudge you are still on notice sir um Let's talk a little bit about the cosplays. Uh, that for me, that is, I, I don't even, I, I don't even go inside. Sometimes I just, I just hang out on the periphery just to take yeah. pictures. Uh, every year, I am am impressed by these cosplays. Yeah, um, beautiful. You can, you can actually see a bunch of the cosplays that we saw on our Facebook page. Yeah, and uh, when I do the YouTube video, I'm, I'll put some pictures oh, nice. uh, to go along with some of the things we're Perfect. talking about to, to give a, a reference. Um, Chris, some of your favorite cosplays that you saw? Um, there was a, a hawk girl that I I saw. She, she tells me that she was slacking off, but her wings were each individually made by a polyurethane foam. I mean, just carved and detailed, just absolutely um beautiful I, I i just i couldn't believe how much time it actually took to do that um i saw a lot of retros um they did like a lot of steampunks like a steampunk green lantern where he had the lanterns on his shoulders yeah, that's, and they lit up and... that's very popular the the steampunk thing is this the i was just pulling up the picture that's it, her is that the hawk girl that's her oh okay all right this and this was sort of like a uh it felt like a sort of a throwback like a 1930s yeah. Hawk girl. Okay, so I'll make sure that I put that picture up. Yeah. Um, 
oh, I like your picture even better so than, we'll, than the I'll one I took. Absolutely. So, um, so I'm sorry I interrupted you. You okay. were talking about um, another cosplay. Let's see. Another one for me was there was a Bane there. And this Bane, the guy was actually, I want to say, a power lifter. I mean, he was like six foot four, six foot five. Yeah, he, he looks like he could Almost crush you. 300 pounds. And I'm, I'm not a short guy by any means. No. And no, this no. guy dwarfed me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this guy was a meat train, definitely. Whoa, freezing. <laughs> All right. Uh, and any other cosplays that stand out to you that you really enjoyed? There were these really two good-looking Batman that were there. Um, oh. One of them was like a Michael Keaton-style Batman. Kind of Michael Keaton. The other one was sort of an Arkham. I think I saw that it, it, one. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, Fan- fantastic. Well, Very well-dressed uh, uh, Batman. One, yeah. of, one of them sort of normal size and the other one sort of fun size. Fun size. Like like a Lego Batman. Sort of like a Lego. Yes, like a Lego Batman. I, I believe I did see yeah. those yeah. two uh, gentlemen there. Yeah. Um, <coughs> I, 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 <laughs> I saw uh, there were this this trio of uh ladies dressed up as robins oh yeah and they were awesome uh one of them was the red hood one of them was uh, nightwing and one of them was damien wayne robin and the these guys were these ladies i should say uh their their costumes were just spot on i'll make sure i put that up on the surprisingly not i saw a lot of 1966 robins there i guess burt ward burt ward's actually there um so was adam west but there were a lot of what i like to call flim flam robins flim flam flim flam um but they, th- those guys were out and about i'm like holy crap they're in stockings but you know you know on the youtube and facebook page i feel like we need to post a link to that youtube video where flim yeah. flam comes from so people will, will know but what you're talking about i want about. to talk about my favorite yeah 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 so <laughs> It was, it's one of my favorite lines in one of my all-time favorite movies. He plays the uh, black space ball when he's telling him to comb the desert. And he keeps asking them all. And he says, found anything yet? yet? No, sir, we haven't found anything. How about you? No, sir, not anything yet. And then they look, and each of them have these giant combs. And then there's these two black guys, and they have a giant afro pick. He goes, what about you? And the man puts it down. He looks at me and goes, we ain't found shit. <laughs> so this was the black space ball. And he actually has the giant uh, asteroid or the bubble, the comic yeah, yeah, bubble. And it says, the, we ain't found shit. And he actually has a little astro, a uh, little, little pick in his hand. That was hilarious. It was awesome. And he was that really was, cool. That was really good. That was really good. Um, I, I, oh my God. I saw like the most gorgeous Wonder Woman. Uh, she she did look slightly on the no. pregnant side, yeah, but yeah. Uh, but she was absolutely yeah. beautiful. And there was and with, this awesome Catwoman. Oh my god! Totally, two ridiculously hot women. All right. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna. You know, I I hate button in, but you know how I'm a, I'm a huge Rocketeer fan. I I do I do. And I found this family who is raising their child right. Good values. It was a four year old. Little girl dresses the Rocketeer. She had Cliff Secord's. She had Cliff Secord's jacket on, this gold little dress, uh, little skirt, these high tan boots, and then they actually made a helmet her size, right, and a jetpack her size. And the jetpack had the gum from when in the movie when it gets shot, yeah, and he puts the gum on it. it. Yeah, and what's funny is also the mom pulls out. A pack of gum 
and it was the Bee Gees gum. Oh my god. And I you know, and the little girl was just so happy that that a Batman wanted to take a photo with her. That is I, adorable. I couldn't, I couldn't help that. Yeah. So you, you're right. Those those people they are raising their child right. Yep. She may her whole college fund may have gone into that costume. However, uh, she's going to have some. Oh my God, Chris is just, I'm showing me an awesome picture of uh, of a, a Judge Dredd cosplay. That is. That's the Carl Urban, the good Judge Dredd, not the or er, the Stallone codpiece. It uh, always amazes me the amount of of time and effort mm-hmm. people put into their costumes, and this this kind of will lead into something else I well, want to talk that about. That was like the Mister Freeze, the Mister Freeze that oh, I had. Yeah, the guy yeah, actually yeah. put dry ice up around his head, and so that way when he stood there, it actually the the smoke would come out like the machine was keeping him cool. That that, that is incredible. So, you know, stuff like that. It's the little what, things. What I was gonna say was one one of the things I. I, I think I love so much about Megacon is here you have all of these people from all of these different uh, walks of life walks of life where they're at too generationally speaking there were people from Canada I was talking with yeah yeah Um, all coming together for their celebration of of this this kind of I'll call it this this thing that that we all love I mean whether that be this giant monster we call comics this monolith of of, why would even expand it beyond comics oh yeah because it's fantasy Science fiction, yeah. fantasy, yeah. and and we're all there. We're all celebrating something that we love. We're and and it's all in this very non-judgmental way. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you like the Rocketeer? That's cool. Good for you. Oh, you like Batman? That's cool. Good for you. And it's, people were happy to see it. Like they would see, oh look, it's a Batman. Oh look, it's Captain America. Oh look, it's Daredevil. And they wanted you know to come over, say hi, and and you know, and what was cool for me was. People, you know, with with the Batman costume, people, you know, would would walk up to you, and you know, I was telling people this. It's another thing when you when you actually cosplay because I don't know about you, but you kind of feel like you're responsible for the character. Like what I mean by is people are like, "Oh, look, can I get a photo with Batman?" I'm like, "Yeah, well, of course you." But you want to hold the right morals. You want to make sure you talk right. You want to make sure that because you kind of embody that spirit of that character. So these people were just dead on. I, I couldn't you know. agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I, I joke all the time, but but I'm not joking really when I say that, that anytime I've been able to, to cosplay uh, for that moment, I mean, for those, you know, for those brief, you know, hours, uh, you are that character. Yeah. I mean, that's how I feel. I mean, for that brief moment, you know, we had the, the fun of, of actually going to a, friend's birthday you know, yes. his his kids it was his fourth or fifth birthday party and going as batman and nightwing and nobody it, knew who nightwing was no one knew who nightwing was but it doesn't matter it's like for, <laughs> for those moments like for those i don't even think we were even like we were there for an hour we were there for maybe an hour but for that hour we were batman and nightwing, nightwing. Yes. and it's just it's such a good feeling and and I'll flip that too. When you go to one of these conventions, it's like when you get a picture with someone dressed up as Superman, especially if it's a really good cosplay. Like that one, uh, there's that one really good Superman. The Anyway, keep talking. Yeah, yeah well, I was just going to say, it's not like you're getting, it doesn't feel to me like you're getting, I'm getting my picture taken with just some you know stranger. It's like in that moment, I'm getting my picture taken it's with Superman. It's kind of like Santa Claus. It, it is. It is. It's adult. Yes. Yeah. That. That's. It. We'll make sure we put him up. He yeah. was a really good sport. He. He agreed to let me punch him out uh, while holding a piece of kryptonite. Actually, what was funny was 
Um, I told him, I was like, oh yeah, a friend of mine's walking around kryptonite. And he actually says, he goes, I met that Batman. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, oh man, why does everyone keep doing that? He's like, I'm, he goes, oh, not again. Buddy, listen, Clark, if you're out there, thank you very much yeah. for being a good sport. Appreciate We're still it. friends. Both of our mom's names are Martha. We're cool. Martha. Martha. Um, all right, so uh, you know, with the remaining time that we had set aside for MegaCon, I, I was hoping you could share a little bit about an experience right. you had. Um, every year for MegaCon, I always try to take a look at the guest list, and you know, try to determine who. I always try to get an autograph or at least a photograph with mm -hmm. them, saying, you know, I, w I want to meet these people. It's kind of crossing things off my bucket list. Like last year, I got the I got to meet the immortal Hulk Hogan. I mean, that was something I've wanted Brother. to do. I wanted to do that since I was like four years old. And what was even better was it was my birthday week. So he wished me a happy birthday. And then also he goes, well, what are we going to do? And I'm like, well, I don't know. And he's like, well, let's flex. I mean, so there I am <laughs> flexing with Hulk Hogan. Didn't you say he was like, throw it up there, Yeah, that's what he said. He's like, throw it up. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, okay. So um, we get there on... You know, well, well, can you give people an idea of who you had to choose from? Oh yeah, I think, I that, mean, I think that kind of makes this a, a difference. was the biggest uh, event. It was their fiftieth or seventy fifth anniversary, and there was the likes of Adam West, Burt Ward, George Takei, William Shatner. Um, I mean, uh, 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 Jason David Frank from the Power Rangers, um, Billy Piper from Doctor Who. Um, Haley Atwell, I Haley think. Haley Atwell was there. Uh, John Barathol, um, the, the Punisher, Punisher. was oh, there. Cool. Um, and Shane. And, and Shane. And, you know, just all of these great, great actors. But for me, or, originally, I wanted to meet Adam West and Burt Ward. Mm -hmm. But things were a little pricey and everything like that. And it's like, eh, well, maybe we'll see. But we get there on Friday... And we, we got to walk around the convention center and I look around and I look on the guest list and who's doing a Q&A but the one and only, the great Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy who voiced Batman on the Paul Dini uh, Batman animated series and then the Justice League and many, many, many things after who's that. Who's now doing The Killing Joke. Right, and, right. I mean... Anytime for for many people, the definitive Batman. Batman. Even, that's yes. even among like the <clears throat> likes of Michael Keaton, Christian Bale, oh, yeah. Ben Affleck. Yeah. And yeah. and let me tell you, what's fun about him is he steps out and the first thing out of his mouth is the line. He's like, I am vengeance. I am the knight. Oh, I am Batman. He said that? First oh. thing, right off the gate. And of course, all the it's a nerd pop, you know. We all start cheering and laughing. Like drop. So, but he refused to sit down the entire time. He walked around and he's talking with everybody, and and they got to do a Q and A. And he listened to everybody's questions, and he was willing to give them a minute. And every time, like a nerd would be like, "Thank you for all that you've done for us," you know. He acknowledged, and he's like, he's like, "Well, you guys are the reason I'm here," you know. Thank you, you know. He loved his fans, absolutely loved his fans. So it was that moment. You, you mentioned he was sitting. I, th I think I want to for people that don't go to a lot of conventions. Yeah, I, I feel normally, like I need to point out okay, normal people that's... sit behind a table, or they'll sit down and they're just relaxing the entire time, and they're not really doing anything. He was up and animated and moving his hands and talking and telling he was stories. To and be there. He was so excited to be there. And 
it was at that moment that I decided I leaned over to, to Jen and I said, I'm meeting that man. And so we found out where his autograph booth was that day, but he wasn't there at the time because mm-hmm. he had just finished. So I was like, okay, I knew what our schedule was like. I go on Sunday, I'm going to meet him. So Saturday we actually go around and I found a 1992 Batman the Animated Series comic book. And I was like, you know what? This is what he's signing. I love it. I loved the cover. It has Batman swinging in on Catwoman. And Jen and I were dressing as Batman and Catwoman. So we thought it was, you know, kind of fitting. Sure, sure. So Sunday, uh, I get there a little late for me, like 10, 30, 11. And I said, you know what? I said, let's let's go see what his booth's like. I know it's probably got a huge long line. I walk up, there's maybe four people in line. Okay. Really? And now you gotta understand when everybody does their autographs, they're normally behind their table. They're normally, you know, it's like this high podium. They kind of put them on a riser stage Mm -hmm. and they put people behind, you know, and then they sit behind there and you gotta pay some odd dollars for an autograph, some odd dollars for a photograph. Mm -hmm. Well, I stood in line. I said, okay, I'm only gonna get the autograph. You know, whatever. One of the people who were working for Megacom walks up and he goes, hey, did you catch his Q&A and everything? I go, yeah, yeah, I really did. And he goes, okay. He goes, I can see, you know. He goes, so you're excited. I go, yeah, I, I am. He goes, okay, well, just to let you know, he goes, you're paying 40 for the autograph, which I, I knew. That's normally what they do. They try to let you know how much mm-hmm. it is. And I was like, yeah, okay, no problem. He goes, well, just to let you know, um, since you're paying for that, he's – gonna take photographs with you guys anyway so we didn't have to pay for photographs right then and there he he wanted to meet us so i wait through and i'm you know i i I hate saying it you know i'm a grown-ass man but like (laughs) i still get nervous like meeting these people you know to meet batman (laughs) i'm like i'm gonna meet batman so finally and he comes i i it's my turn in line. You know, I'm kind of like the kid meeting Santa. Right, I, right, I right. give the lady my money and I get my phone ready so someone take a photo and I walk up to him and I start talking to him. And not, not I'm sure he hears a lot of it, but me, you know, I grew up not in the greatest environment in the world, you know. Um, but his show, that was something that, that really hung on to me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I thanked him. For everything that he did and I explained to him you know his the stories and and what he did uh helped me go actually in the career path that I am in the helping field that I'm mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. and when I explained to him what I do he was shocked and he, he all of a sudden he was interested you know like not, not that he wasn't interested before but now he's even no, more no, interested no, it caught in, his attention yeah so and um, by the way he's not sitting behind the booth he's standing with everybody like hugging distance and I was, you know, a foot away. And did you have to fight off the urge to, to hug him? Uh, actually, he hugged me. So <gasps> yeah, he hugged me. Oh, so man. But um, and I told him what I did, and you know, and he signs the the comic book for me, and he goes, "Hold on a second. And he turns and walks away from me towards his table, and I'm like, "Well, I don't know what he's doing." And he comes back, and he told me, um. To have a great time and, you know, what I do for my profession, he goes, you're not paying. And he shakes my hand and while shaking my hand, he puts the $40 back in my hand. Wow. You know, 
And what a, what a what a sweet guy. The guy actually embodies that spirit of Batman. He really does. Like he looks beautifully. He, I beautifully. think I think you know, not want to be that sappy guy, but I think he you know, that's the stuff that it's worth. Oh, absolutely. You know, because he's, a- he saved a lot of Absolutely. Us. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. I mean, with, with with what he's done and what that character means and, and really kind of kind of in the same way to play off what you were saying about how you sort of inherit that character for a little bit when you do the cosplay. Mm-hmm. Um, these actors and storytellers, we're, we're all stewards in a way of this sort of these ideas of these characters and yep. what they represent. And it's really nice when you hear a story about that, about someone who, uh, you know, like Kevin... Uh, that um, you know that really embodies that. So uh, thank you for sharing. That. No, you're that, welcome. That, 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 was a, that was a great story. Absolutely, I'm, I great am jealous weekend. as hell of you, but you know what? I'm I'm really happy for you. Thanks, man. All right, so let's let's move on to our what'd you read this week? Yes, and, let's start, um, man. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. So you know, big event happened this week. We we saw the release of uh, DC Rebirth and several other of the Rebirth titles. Okay, now I know we've joked on this show before, saying don't do a reboot, don't do a reboot. Yeah, I like this one, but but it's not a it's not a reboot. And no. I think as we talk about it, we're going to see it's not really a reboot. So for today's show, we're going to be talking about the issue one sh- one. So it's a one shot DC Rebirth. Um, next show, we're going to be talking more about the individual yeah. titles. Um, this discussion is going to contain spoilers, so if you have not read this issue, you may want to skip ahead. Okay, so uh, the the issue in question is uh, DC. Rebirth number one. It's written by Jeff Johns. Uh, of course. And that's just three different. It's the DC. You know, that's the DC battleship right there. Oh my God! Yeah, he is. He's definitely the. Uh, uh, I don't know the the, the keystone there. Yeah. I would I would think. Yeah. Um, and then illustrated by three different um, uh, artists: Gary Frank, Ethan Van Skyver. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And then yeah. Phil Jimenez. Uh, this retails for about two ninety nine for an eighty page comic so book. So three dollars for 80 pages. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, so the, the plot of this um, is, so this is this is the issue to start off the DC event rebirth, or as I like to refer to it, the new, new 52. Yeah. Um, so it's a one and done that focuses on the casualties of DC's new 52 rebirt. Uh, rebirt. Reboot. Not rebirt. See, not not rebirt. Oh my god, not Come rebirt. Come on, Bert. No, Bert. Okay, Bert. It's right. okay, Bert. It's a DC rebirt. Okay. Um, no. So it, one of the casualties of uh, the DC's reboot, uh, the, the new 52, uh, were this... Uh, this issue is following around Wally West, who is one of the casualties. Uh, KF. <laughs> this story, KF, Kid Flash, absolutely. Also later became the, the Flash. He was the, yep. the, the third Flash. Yep. Um, so we find out at this point that since the New 52 happened, that Wally's basically been trapped in the And they all thought force. he died. Well, no, no. The, he never, in the New 52 universe, He Wally, never existed. He That's never, right. he never That's existed. Right. That's right. He, he, he never, never existed. They had impulse, but they never... Well, I don't even think that, I don't even think impulse was a thing in the New Fifty Two. It was always Barry Allen had always been the it, Flash. That might have been it. When when you had see one of the the uh, things that this issue sort of critiques is that in the New Fifty Two they they basically did away with all of the legacy characters. They did away with all of the apprentices and all the people who inherited the mantle. Except Robin. Uh, except yeah. Except and Nightwing. For, except for Robin and Nightwing. Um, so we, we find and out, Superboy. And Superboy. We find out that... that and Red Arrow. Well, yeah, but see, all of these characters... 
Hey, you you keep asking. I'm they're, throwing. They're they're there, but but they're not. They they have no connection to their their, their mentors. So so let me get through the plot summary, and then anyway, we can sorry. get to some of the, some of this other stuff you're talking about. But um, so Wally's been trapped in the Speed Force, which is sort of this extra dimensional energy field that all of the flashes. You know, derive their 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 powers from. Yeah, it's like their their version of the force. It's like the force exactly. It's like the force from Star Wars, and and so while kind of trapped in the speed force, all he can really do is observe what's been happening, um, and with the knowledge that eventually he his consciousness is going to discorporate and yeah. he's just going to become part of the the speed. He's force. literally going to break down to goo and just gone. Yeah, it yeah. just no 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 more no more. So. Um, the story we witness his attempts to make contact with people in his life in, in yeah that he knew in yeah. his former life to warn them that an enemy of, of of great power has tampered with with time and effectively has stolen 10 years from the DC universe was it biff oh, might have been might have been he got the almanac he got doc <sighs> brown's time machine biff Stole the time machine, went back to 1955, and now your parents won't meet. They no, that's completely wrong. I'm even getting the the, yeah, the explanation yeah. wrong. Um, no, no, wasn't Biff. Sorry, um, but good reference. Though. I had to ask. Um, so <laughs> when you when you get to the end of this comic, I mean, it is one whopper of a reveal. Yeah, when like you all find of a sudden, it's the hit, bad guy. Hit, hit, hit. well, even still with with Kid Flash, you know, all of a sudden. You know, he's using his energy to try and come out. He's kind of like like one of the ghosts out of like a Christmas carol, you yeah. know? He's like trying to talk to them and they're like He's trying to warn them and they don't they don't know like, him. They're like, get the hell away from me, you creepy little bastard. They don't know him. They don't know who he yeah. is. Um, and so, you know, the, the end of this story, I think, is probably, it's going to sure to be one of the most controversial story arcs of all time. Uh, we'll get into that in a moment. Let's start just first with the pros. I'm going to, uh, you know, let's each talk about what we liked yes. about it. Uh, right off the bat, uh, it's a great value. I mean, this is the early bird special of, of comic books. <laughs> I love that you're like, you, you, you went, uh, you know. Senior citizen reference? <laughs> yeah, well, not even just that. You're like, you're like. Oh, I get 80 pages for $3. That's like three cents a page. Do you remember when I used to buy groceries for $3? You know, and all of a sudden you're like all excited. And you're like, remember oh, so the good old days. You're not a fan of great value? <laughs> um, I buy comics for what they're worth, sir. Yeah, yeah I mean, you get yeah, $2.99 for an 80-page nah, comic book. No, this is book. great. And, and it's not just an 80-page comic book. It's a great 80-page yeah. comic book. Uh, beautiful artwork from all three artists. Now, normally I know when I start by talking about how it's got great art, it's because the comics the suck. Drops down. Remember what we say, there are beautiful comics. That, they're like a... I, I like to compare them to, to some people on the earth. Either they're really pretty and just nothing to talk with, <laughs> or it's the other way around. They're really interesting or just Oh like my god. You very rarely, ugly. I think we were lucky, We very rarely you find that middle road <laughs> we, 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 where they're both good looking and someone to talk we're, we're to. At, we're at a happy medium, you I, know? I feel, Chris. Um... No, no. The, the story, no, the story with this is is terrific. I mean, this is some of the the best uh, self referential storytelling I've read in a comic book in mm -hmm. a long time. I mean, Jeff Johns is very he's writing this very eloquent love letter to the classic DC universe, and you see it like like he loves throwing these little flares like left and right. You're like, look at this, oh, look yeah. at this, I mean, look at this. Referencing the the old Teen Titans, uh, refer referencing the Crisis on Infinite yes. Earths uh, event. Um, 
referencing the, the Justice Society, things that have been, you know, since the New 52 happened, have been gone. Right. I mean, they, 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 don't, they don't exist. Um, so, yeah, it's this very eloquent uh, love letter, but at the same time, it's a critique. Uh, it's a critique of some of the changes that DC made and, and basically kind of them saying, look, we, we screwed up and, yeah. and we're sorry and we're, we're going to bring back... By the way, I still am freaking out that Ted Cord's alive. Oh, I love that. I, I, I So love that. for me, I, I saw that. I lost my mind because he's been dead for years. Well, and, and then they brought him back and now I don't well, know. Well, I mean in the so in the pre-52 universe he had died and then in this new 52 universe we've I think we've had yeah, mentions we've, of him but we've never seen we've, him. We've we've had Jaime Reyes, which yeah, is the yeah. alien blue beetle. Yeah. This isn't Jaime. And, and, and I, he's with Jaime now. I love that they're yeah, they've paired them and, up as sort of a mentor mentee because sort of the thing. thing is is that was the thing with Jaime Reyes is he he never knew Ted Cord. He right, never right. knew Ted. So now they're able to, to to build on yeah. that. I was like, oh, look it. I've been reading a lot of articles about what what Johns was aiming to do with uh, with this uh, with this whole rebirth thing. And he's yeah. t- talking about restoring a sense of legacy, restoring the, the relationships between characters. <laughs> Damien's almost alone on his birthday party. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I find it funny that Damien Wayne would even have like a, a there's a knife there's a knife involved you know you'd think for his birthday Damien Wayne would probably do something like I don't know like you know kill a bunch of assassins or something whatever like I'm or, sorry I just I'm, but, I'm just I'm looking at the comic and I'm just pointing out little at, things that I like but but so I, I think that it's very clever of John's to have a quote-unquote deleted character as the protagonist of yeah, the story yeah and in doing so I think he's able to tap into the emotions of all of us long-standing comic book fans who felt kind of slighted by by having so many years of continuity and character development just wiped away yeah. by the new 52. So that's very that's very clever. one of one of my favorite flashes is the relationship between uh, Green flashes, Arrow. As flashes, you, as you, what you did there. Is the relationship with Green Arrow and Black Canary? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, and the, what's cool is they actually put them back in their new Fifty Two costumes, and then they will, you know, they're going to change change into, into, change into redesigns, but. but they're not together. They're not married. They don't have a child. They don't. Another one of the things but that got wiped away by the. What's kind of neat is it even says, "But when their eyes meet, they fell a spark that neither one of them can explain." So it's like that alternate dimension. Something happened, but they already they know that they, something is missing. Yes, they know that yes. that something happened. That that something is is missing. Yes. Oh, if only Spider-Man existed in the DC universe, then maybe finally we could get that horrible one day. Well, one well, more day thing. Here's reversed. another thing. Aquaman's not in, not married to Mira. Not married to Mira. Had had been married to Mira uh, in the in the pre fifty. Here's the thing I don't like, and and this is actually gonna. Well, um, I'm gonna save this for our our next episode uh, when we talk about how to save comic books. Yeah. This idea that somehow if you have comic book characters be married, have children, you know, do the things that most normal human beings do as right. they get older, that having that is in some way. Uh, dangerous for the character, a hindrance, or yeah. a, a hindrance. Yeah. Uh, and and Jeff Johns is saying no, no. It's those relationships. It's what makes these characters more human, more relatable. Oh yeah, we're we're we gonna get we we're, we're, that. This. That's a favorite moment. We're gonna get to that. So, right. were there other things that you like uh, liked about this comic? Um, like I said, I I love the flow. I loved that. It. 
it leaves no stone unturned. I mean, it checks with every single character on what they're doing. Yeah. And no wonder it's 80 pages. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. There's a lot of ground to cover. Yeah, you find out what each of the Teen Titans are doing. You find out, you know, what Captain Marvel is doing. You find out, you know, they have this big, giant battle scene. And you look... I remember... I, I stared at this page. There's this, this giant page where... Um, it was after the uh, the death of Superman. The death of Superman. But you see all these heroes, and I'm looking, and I'm like, ooh, who's that? Ooh, who's that? Ooh, who's that? Yeah, yeah, Ooh, absolutely. what are they doing here? Oh, look at who's this. You know, and, and I loved it. Like, No, it's a no, definitely beautiful artwork. You know, it was just really cool to see. You know, it also shows, you know, that them all coming together. I mean, there's Teen Titans here. There's, you know, everybody that's that was involved. Look, and Johns has said that it's he's really looking to restore that sense of... of relationships between yep. characters and that's part of what makes them great nope, and i'm so glad to see him doing that L let's talk about the big reveal at the end because this is another one of my great things about uh, one of the things i really liked about okay. this comic yeah um you know you can't get any more meta i think than having the big reveal uh that the enemy that wally's referring to is the most powerful person in the universe ever is none other than drumroll Watchmen's Doctor Manhattan. Uh, I, I just think this is. He's so, wearing underwear this time, this, though, right? He's. Wear, I don't know. Maybe he's gonna be. I don't know. Maybe oh, he's gonna be please, butt ass naked. Jeff Johns, please put maybe him in underwear. Have like a censored bar over. Him. Oh. Um, I mean, let, let's just talk about first of all, just from what a you know creative standpoint, how how amazing this is. Um, so the big problem with comic books, from my opinion, has been that you know when you have the successes of of things like Dark Knight Returns and Watchmen, yeah. where you know dark, gritty portrayals of these characters. Um, not that those were bad things in the in and of themselves, the stories. I think the bad thing that happened was everyone then thought that in order to make a comic book character yeah. successful, they all have to be dark and gritty. Yeah. And I think it's been one of the things that's been really taking away from my enjoyment of, of certain comic books. So how great is it that you would have Dr. Manhattan, a character out of the story that started that trend, be your your villain. Well, I just think it's brilliant. What I what I also think is kind of neat was, you know, it's funny. As soon as I saw the images of Mars and everything like that, I started hearing the pipe music from yeah, the movie. Yeah, But for me, you know, you talk about, about the first page oh, when all the, the focusing the on the clocks, and that's yeah. his watch. That yeah. and it, it stopped. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, anyway, um, for me, it was. You know, in the movie they talk about, and even in the comics, they talk about how he's losing his grip with humanity. Right. So I wonder if this is involved where he's just like, eh. Remember, he says he doesn't perceive time. He travels through time like people travel through, like, a, you know, well, a house. Well, yeah, and he really started to lose his, his connection to, to his sense of, you know, when you have that kind of power, you lose your, your sense of your connection to humanity yeah. but but I, I remember though if you remember at the end of the story of Watchmen he tells Adrian Veidt you know that he's leaving the world to to this that world to go to one a little less complicated yeah. and, and he creates he, his own and he's thinking I might want to I might create life I'm, I think I'm, I know I'm misrepresenting that but and what a great way to provide an epilogue for that character is that Maybe that life he, that he created, I don't know, maybe it was the DC Universe, maybe it was... The just, New 52. Maybe the New 52, I, I don't know, but I just... Alan Moore, I'm sure, is going to hate this. Uh, do, with... do you know what I think <laughs> with this? 
It reminds me of the episode of Futurama where there is a giant gas cloud and he creates, he gives all the Star Trek guys yeah. back their bodies yeah. and he wants them to act out. It's like, these are his personal action figures. Exactly. And he's in the tub and he's like, look at me! And he's it, just smashing them together. And, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But now we got the Watchmen figures now playing with the DC figures. That's what I'm excited You're about. really excited this about This is the that. first time. But you know what this did? When I saw this, this made me go, ooh, I want to read what's next. I want to see what's oh, no. next. I'm very I want to see what's going on. I'm very excited for this. And Absolutely. This intrigues me. Yeah. This could be the best move they've ever made. It or could be a horrible, horrible train wreck. Either way, I'm, I want to read more. And yeah. so, Mr. John, sir, you accomplished it. Um, the bad or the cons of this, I, I honestly cannot find anything I didn't like about this book. Um, Go ahead. I... I don't. Maybe if they gave a like a little bit more, they explain. You know, Linda, who who is uh, KF's wife, girlfriend. Whatever. Oh, oh, Linda Park. Yeah. They didn't really give a lot of her background and okay. stuff like that. Okay. I'm not, uh, you know, a big Kid Flash aficionado. Right. So I was like, right. apparently this is his chick. I don't know who she is. I don't know. It would definitely mean a lot more to someone if they were a, a Flash, had been reading The Flash for many years because he was, he was, Wally West was Kid Flash for a while, but then he inherits the mantle of Flash from Barry Allen right. and was the Flash for many years, got married, had two kids. Uh, so, okay, so maybe if, you, if you're not as little, familiar little with, the, with the DC Universe, you may get a little lost reading it. But a lot lost. Not, not terrible because I still consider myself pretty fluent in flash yeah but yeah, yeah. that was just one character i was like i don't i don't know who that is yeah yeah you know? okay so I, I hear you um favorite moments in this and uh, I, I have a feeling we have the same this is mo yes. moment in mind uh, you go ahead and explain so it. so in the story wally's been trying to um connect with all of these people and the way that it, so basically he's a silent he's like a ghost basically yeah. people can't see him and it takes every last bit of his will and energy i was just going to say that yeah. to manifest himself in front of for him people. to appear to come through and he's trying to talk to them and he can only talk to them for a certain amount of time before that's kind of that, ripped, that ripped back gate is closed and he's just ripped away and it's terrifying you actually see him like start to melt away yeah, and, yeah. and there's a great sort of the first person he tries to contact is Batman and it's kind of a nice Crisis on Infinite Earths yeah. callback because yeah. the same thing kind of happened between Barry and Batman. But well, let's go th actually let's go through who does he each try to contact? Sure, he contacts sure. Batman. He, he first contacts tries to contact Batman and he um, talks about the letter um, from Flashpoint. Right, right. The uh, the letter from his father, Thomas, Thomas, Thomas Wayne, Wayne who was, was Batman in Flashpoint. That was given, yeah, that was given to Barry. Uh, the next person he tries to contact is Johnny Thunder. Did you know who that was? I thought it was the, I, I thought it was, you know, just a member of the Justice Society. It was, yeah, no, he was. He was a member of the Justice Society, yeah. Johnny Thunder. And uh, this probably would have been my second, second choice for favorite moment. Uh, it's this great scene when Wally's like telling. So, so Johnny Thunder is this member of the Justice Society uh, that now no longer exists uh, because of the, the New Fifty Two. And barely so, existed now. So, um, so, so he's telling um, Johnny, 
you know, try to find the Justice Society. Try to find them. And and Johnny Thunders, he, he's in a retirement yeah. home. He's an old man. What? And he's there's this moment where he's just, he's weeping. And he's just like, I've been, that's all I've been trying to do. I've been trying to find them. Yeah. And then Wally disappears just as the orderlies come Grab in. Grab him and, drag and call him, him crazy. And he's, and, and Johnny's screaming out. He, his, his power sort of thing was he had this genie. That was, uh, uh, oh God, I can't remember the name of the, Thunderbolt was the name of the genie. And so they're dragging him away and he's he's screaming. That's why he's screaming Thunderbolt. Say you, say you, Thunderbolt. He's trying to call the genie back and it's just, it's such, I mean, it, it is such an emotional so moment. So instead of him being a superhero, he's just this crazy old man in a ward. Uh, it, it's so sad and it's, and it's like, it's a great metaphor for saying this is what, is happening to some of yeah. our, our old our old comics is is that they're being they're, they're, by doing these things like the New Fifty Two where yeah. we cast away the continuity we're losing something no, and we're losing great characters and that's the thing like you know the Sandman Doctor Midnight all of them who are actual members of the Justice League as well but they're no longer like there and, and you can tell interesting stories with mm -hmm. them um the next person he tries to contact as you mentioned Linda Park so Linda. his uh, his his wife um. And like there, there's a moment where she's looking at him, and it kind of looks like she's gonna remember who he she is, and then no she's idea. like, "I don't know you." And then that's just again dagger, it, dagger in the heart, tears him apart in the heart. All right, so um, then, and then so the the last person that I think that he contacts. No, it is. Oh no, 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 because he he it shows him yep, brief because moments. to uh, Captain Boomerang to Vic Stone C Cyborg and uh, then. Dick Grayson, uh, Nightwing. Nightwing, and you see, you see, look, he's yeah. pulling out the Nightwing. But the thing is, is, that was his best friend. Yeah, you know, when yeah. He's trying, look, two members of the of the Teen Titans. He's trying to get and, a hold of, and no one remembers him. And he's just about to give up. He's about to. Well, give up. Well, here's the thing. He says he doesn't have enough power left. He has one left. If he does, if this person does not remember him, he is going to cease to exist yeah 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 no he, longer his exists. consciousness will just dissolve and yeah. he will become one with the speed force yeah and, and so that person is barry allen the, the flash is mentor one and only barry allen but yeah. not just his mentor there's a great part at the beginning of this story where he talks about how uh what a difference his uncle made in his life how he grew up in a home with a mother and a father that didn't pay much attention to him and and so that that you you really have earned it by the time you get to this moment where Flash looks at him and, and he has no idea who he is for that moment and, and then all of a sudden Wally yep. he just I mean he just whispers he the word Wally and then he grabs him grabs Wally before he disappears yanks him out yanks him out and then there's this moment where they just they they hug and he's like how could I ever forget you yeah and so now moment. we favorite have a moment. Wally West and I don't know if you've seen his new costume his new costume he he's not in the yellow and red anymore. He's now in a flash costume, but it's got the cutoff with yeah, his hair. Yeah, I've seen that. So I've seen that. I'm I'm excited to see I, that. I I really enjoyed reading this book. Um, I, uh, I I'm just I can't wait to see what happens yep. next. Um, I know we're running a little short for time, so uh, maybe we could we could maybe save this for another show, yeah, no, and I then agree. we'll just do about five minutes of movie talk. Yeah, it's good and, with me. Let's all go. Right, all right, great. So, um, just into our movie talk section, I just a couple rapid fire things. I wanted to get your reaction. Yeah, yeah. X Men Apocalypse gets forty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Not surprised. Not surprised. Why? Why, why didn't this surprise you? Because uh, Apocalypse looks like Ivan Ooze from the Power Rangers movie. Uh, all right, fair enough. All right. 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadow premiered this weekend, already has a 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's Your a, reaction? That's already better than what you thought it was going to be. <laughs> it is? Yeah. What did I think it was? I don't even remember saying what I was going to be. Could it possibly be in the negatives? I, I don't I don't know. It's going to be a great flick for kids, and it's going to sell toys. That's it's their job. It's still better than... They have a giant garbage truck that throws uh, manhole covers. How can it be upset? I, I suppose. Anyway. Uh, Brie Larson in early talks to play Captain Marvel. I like it. I think she's pretty. I think she... she But she's also that standalone character. I think she'll do really well. She's a great actress. Yep. Absolutely. Um, Batman v Superman extended edition trailer reaction. I don't know if you... Did you see the extended edition I, I didn't, trailer? It, it's not going to change your opinion about it. It's um, like... I, I just thought I no longer need to buy the movie yep. because I can just put on the best scenes in this handy dandy yeah. trailer. Nah, you're good. Um, you're, you're, okay. you're still not going to own it. <laughs> Uh, wow, we blew that through that a lot faster than I thought. Okay, good. We got we got a little time then just for Toy Box. Real, Yay, real quick. Toy Box. Um, there are three new Marvel Legend Waves that are now available on Big Bad Toy Store. Mm-hmm. Uh, Man, you guys got to start sending us some money. <laughs> I, I know, right? We plug you guys left and right. Um, Whoa, phrasing. Phrasing, phrasing. Uh, so I'm just going to talk briefly about one of the, the figure sets, and we'll we'll talk about the others on later shows since we're, we're running late for, uh, for time. So the eight-figure set... Goes for one fifty nine ninety nine. Six Ooh. figure set goes to goes for one forty nine ninety nine. God. But if you think about it, that breaks down to about twenty dollars a figure. Yeah, which but, is a, but I've always right. like. But these are the ones where they'll give you each one, and then it helps you to build build one. a figure. And the problem is, is I'm not spending one hundred and sixty dollars for a figure. But if you think about it, depending on how many figures you buy in a no. given time, you've already no. spent the money on it. No, 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 no. Well, um. There's an X-Men wave, a Spider-Man wave, a Captain America Civil War wave. Yep. I'm, I'm going to talk about the X-Men wave real fast because okay. I'm really excited about it. And I'll throw a picture of it up on the on the YouTube page. On the YouTube. So um, the Build-A-Figure is Juggernaut. Okay. Which looks really cool. All right. Uh, I'm, very... I'm the Juggernaut, bitch. I'm, you don't know who I am. I'm the Juggernaut, bitch. By the way... The worst depiction in a movie ever was by him. However, one of my favorite lines and his attitude, perfect. Costume, terrible. Vinny Jones, I love you, man. You were awesome. I love you as, but I love you as the Juggernaut. But like, I hated the costume. He was small. I I, I hated what they did to you, buddy. Where's your, and he's not even a mutant. No, he well, he's no, got but, a magic gemstone. But no, no, actually, you, you mean in the com- yeah, correct. Yeah. In the comic books, he is not a mutant. They made him a mutant for the movie. They were like, oh fuck it, we don't want to. Yeah, we don't want to explain a magic gemstone, Ruby thing. Anyhow, it was an Infinity Gauntlet or Infinity Gemstone. Um, no, actually, I think it was the uh, Crimson. Uh, it was like a Crimson All Ruby right. of Sidorak that gives him his powers. Jesus, I'm going ultra nerd on you, yeah, buddy. Yeah, you I'm, just did. I'm putting my nerd glasses down. That, that really, me. that really hurt. Excuse me, I just laid the nerd smackdown on you. All right, okay. So talk about I, I'm, I'm really excited. About, talk about your toys. Talk about your toys. I'm loser. really excited about this because we get in this wave. We get a new Deadpool figure with oh, a look, shit ton of accessories. Another Deadpool. No, 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 my friend. No, 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 my friend. First of all. I will. I will tell you there have only been about probably three decent Deadpool figures that have been released. The uh-huh. Marvel Select one, which is about seven inches tall, uh, about uh, you know, out of scale for all of the other Marvel uh, Marvel yeah. Legends figures. You had an early, early Marvel Legends figure of Deadpool, which if you want now, you could probably get it on eBay for like you know only about. Three hundred dollars, you know, because oh, wow. it's so popular. And then there was a Marvel Legends one that came out. You mean Spider Man? 
<laughs> not, not Spider-Man's costume's it, the same. It was it, very similar. Anyway, Th- this Deadpool figure comes with a What's shit come ton with? of accessories. It looks like what comes a, a a taco or a chimichanga, which is just awesome. Okay, that makes sense. Um, an alternate head, so you've have the unmasked head with with or the creepy head, the, the creepy head, a bazooka with a boxing glove on the front. Okay, uh, so now he's Harley Quinn. Cool. Yeah, yeah, a knife and then and four guns. Cool. Um, we have Cable. Uh, okay. Comes with a uh, not many accessories, but a, a bandolier. Yeah. Uh, we have a Jim Lee inspired rogue. Oh, I like that. Really excited for that one. Yeah. Um, uh, Havoc with power cool. up effects. He's got like the the you put on his fists like the kind of the energy. Oh, kind of, nice. Like, crackling I like energy. that. Um, Iceman, which is we haven't had is a he good see through. I don't think he's parts of him. I think are see through. Okay. But he, he's mm-hmm. a, a figure looks. This great. I'm excited. for. I am super excited for. We get a brown costume Wolverine. That is my favorite costumed Wolverine. But not only that, we get. Uh, he gets alternate hands. So there's one with claws and then one with the claws sheathed. And Ooh. you don't. I mean, there has not been a Wolverine. Figure now normally that's had the that. brown costume. You know what he always comes with too. What? The katana. It always comes with like a ninja sword. That, always. Yeah, what I think you're thinking about, Chris, is actually it's the Marvel Select figure yeah. uh, that they have. Well, yeah, even yeah. still, but every time I've seen with the brown costume, he always has the sword with him. I so. think that's probably because that figure is associated with kind of the Frank Miller years yeah, yeah, yeah. when he was he was in Japan a lot. So I'm really excited for that. Um, I, for some reason, I have Iceman on here twice. Oh, wait, he was really excited for Iceman. Yeah, Iceman I was, I was, again. I was so excited for Iceman, I put him on twice. We have Phoenix Jean Grey. Does um, she come with the red suit, the green suit? You know, do you know if there's alternates? I don't know if there's alternates. No, okay. I think it's. I just saw a green suit, and then we have uh, Kitty Pride. Okay. Um, coming in the, it's kind of like the astonishing X Men, like uh, blue and yellow uh, costume. Does she come with her little dragon? Comes with her little dragon, Lockheed. Yeah. And she also comes with a Magneto head that will fit on the, the Civil War onslaught big uh, build a figure. So. Um, they released in the uh, oh, Civil yes. War. Yep. It was a red onslaught, so it was the red skull as yeah. as the head for the onslaught. Now you can swap it for this and Make get it the like traditional Magneto. Uh, Magneto. Um, all right. So that's that's it for Toy Box, and that is it for our show. But there's a couple things that I want to let uh, our listeners this is know a big thing up. for us, guys. We need a call to action to our fans. Um, even if you're in Bulgaria, book your trips now. Yeah, yeah, because we we got some fun coming up. Um, come join us June 25th uh, at Vieira Comics, uh, where they're going to be celebrating Spider-Verse Day. That is going to be a fantastic time. Um, so what they're what they're wanting is just people to come dressed up in uh, all thing in their cosplay for all things from the Spider-Verse. So Spider-Man, Spider-Gwen, uh, Spider-Pig, Spider-Pig, Spider-Ham, uh, Miles Morales. Uh, Spider-Man. Uh, they're they're gonna, villains. They, they want everybody. They're, they're going to have artists there doing uh, free uh, head sketches. Uh, they're, uh, they're make them laugh. Films is going to be there putting on a spider show all day long. Uh, all Marvel graphic novels, figures, and pops, statues, and things will be ten percent off. Uh, it's going to be a good time, and we're going to be actually recording our next uh, one of our next podcasts yep. there. So, and it's going to be at seventy six forty North Wickham Road, Suite one hundred eight in Melbourne, Florida. Uh, you, it's in this plaza. You can't really miss it. You'll see the big signs. Well, we we really hope to see you there. It should be a good time. Next show, we're going to be talking about the first DC Rebirth titles. We're going to be discussing the question of how to save comic books. We're going to be talking about uh, the Spider-Man Wave 4 figures and more. 
Um, we hope to hear from you, so please email us at, at justusnerdspc. That's uh, justusnerdspc as in podcast at gmail.com. Like us on our Facebook page. You can also listen to us on SoundCloud. And also YouTube. And also YouTube, which I always forget. <laughs> you always for forget I the always YouTube. forget the YouTube. All right. I don't know why. So um, that is all the time we have, uh, whether you hail from Earth or from the planet Rylos. We want to thank you for listening. And until next time, remember that Death Blossom is a weapon of last resort. Don't make me use it. <laughs> Bye-bye and take care. Bye.